Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. obvious explanation is often the right one, but not always. This is important to keep in mind as we interpret scripture. Sometimes a plain text reading might lead to a seemingly obvious conclusion, but a little digging will show us that there was another level that we needed to engage with as we're looking for God's truth. In yesterday's verses, we read the first part of the transfiguration story, where Jesus shone with divine glory and where the Father in heaven speaks words of affirmation over the Son. The story continues in Matthew chapter 17, verses 6 through 13, which says, When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said, don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them, Don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The disciples asked him, Why then do the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come first? Jesus replied, To be sure, Elijah comes and will restore all things. But I tell you, Elijah has already come, and they did not recognize him, but have done to him everything they wished, in the same way the Son of Man is going to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was talking to them about John the Baptist. So the disciples have just seen a divinely glowing Jesus talking with the ancient and deceased heroes Moses and Elijah and a bright heavenly cloud from which a voice thundered that Jesus was God's son. Having witnessed all of this, they understandably fall on the ground, overwhelmed by the glory of God that they're experiencing. Falling down seems to be a pretty common response in scripture whenever someone encounters God's glory face to face. And if falling down is the common human response to divine glory, then Jesus shares the most common biblical phrase that the heavenly beings typically speak when they see people falling down in the Bible. Jesus says, don't be afraid. The fear of God is overwhelming, but in the Bible, when these moments happen, the response from heaven is always encouraging. Don't be afraid. Fear not. And after this explosion of divine activity, things come back down to normal, and Jesus and his disciples head back down the mountain. Jesus wants to keep this all quiet for now, he says. They've believed that Jesus is the Christ, they've now personally witnessed the glorified Christ, but they're not to speak of any of it until after the resurrection. But they know what they've seen, and they will be sharing it through the gospel writers. They will tell what happened on this crazy day up on the mountainside. But they also have a question. Why do the teachers tell us that Elijah must come before the Messiah? There was a prophecy from Malachi that Elijah would return before the day of the Lord. So they were literally expecting Elijah to come back to earth. That was the most obvious and literal reading of the prophecy. And they just saw Elijah up on the mountain, seeming to fulfill that prophecy, but then Elijah disappeared. They perceive that the day of the Lord is coming through Jesus, but then why didn't Elijah stay in order to fulfill Malachi's prophecy? But the prophecy actually wasn't supposed to be taken literally. It wasn't the most obvious explanation. Elijah the man was not literally coming back from the dead to walk on the earth, as most Jewish people understood it. 
John the Baptist came before the days of Jesus, and he ministered in the spirit of Elijah, confronting a nation in their sin and calling them back to repentance, just as Elijah had done generations before. Elijah's mantle rested on John the Baptist, and so John was symbolically the return of Elijah's ministry to Israel. So in John, Elijah had come before Jesus, that Elijah had come before the Messiah. Biblically, the Lord often speaks in metaphors and parables, as we've often discussed, and literal readings of Scripture are not always the right way to approach Scripture. If we're not careful, we can miss things, like the disciples almost did, and it's good to remind ourselves to keep an open mind and to wrestle through Scripture with people that we trust. Today, take some time to go and read some of Elijah's story, starting in 1 Kings chapter 17. We don't need to read it all today, but take some time to read about Elijah and what he did. How are he and John the Baptist similar that you can see as you look at his story? And what insights do you gain about Jesus as you read the life of Elijah? Elijah.